Hello, I'm Coach Eric Varnador of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Welcome to another edition of Jefferson Sports Talk. We got a great show planned for us tonight. We're at Sport Payne Spirit Night here at Jefferson's. We have head coach Chris Elmore, some Wildcat football players, as well as special guest Ian Pask and some of his band members. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a few messages. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Wildcats! Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. I now have head coach Chris Elmore with us. Uh, welcome, coach. Thanks. Last week, I guess heartbreaker is about the only way to describe that. Um, we talked earlier this year about how football can teach you a lot about life, and sometimes we learn lessons the hard way, I guess, and Friday night was another one of those moments. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, most people would say it's, it's just a game, you know, after after 10 minutes you ought to be fine and you, and you should just move on with your life, but I think most people don't realize that that, that ourselves, the coaches, and these players literally put almost every waking hour uh, we've got available for an entire week into each game. Um, and when you invest that much time and effort into something uh, and you have it come down to essentially the last play, it's pretty uh, disappointing when it doesn't go your way. And, um, you know, there's, there's no, that's why I told them after the game, there's nothing I could say at that time to make them feel any better. Um, it, it's part of what makes sports, I think so great and what makes people want to watch it uh, because sometimes that kind of stuff happens. Sometimes you have those games that go down to the wire and go down to a final play and you know if you're just a fan of the game if you had no allegiance to Fort Payne or Athens and you walked on that stadium Friday night you would have been entertained from the start to the finish. Uh, unfortunately everybody on our sideline um, had to go through a very uh, tough loss and, and um, but I think again what you said what it teaches you is you can work as hard as you want to in life, and sometimes you don't get what you think you deserve. And, um, and that's what we kind of, I guess, found out Friday night is we had a great week of practice. We, we played really well in the game. We, 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 we fought and competed um, and probably deserved. We felt like we deserved to win the game, but that's not the way life goes all the time. Sometimes you don't get what you deserve. And uh, uh, so, the, you know, the message has always has been that to, to our kids in, in moments like that is that, you know, the, the tough times, as I've always said, tough times don't last, tough people do. So it's a, it's another test of our kind of our willpower this late in the season to see if we can continue to move forward and, and not let that one uh, moment define us. Yeah, and, you know, not a, not a performance that anybody is proud of, not the finish anyway. Yeah. And as you said, you know, I think if we're honest, we, we, we really walked away from that game feeling like we should have won the ball game. Yeah. Um, not that it didn't finish what we wanted to, but you had to be proud of the performance of the guys. Because I know you know, we talked about last week how big that game was against a very good Athens team, and overall the performance we, was pretty good. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm sure their coaches might say that they didn't play very well. Um, I would say that we had a lot to do with that. I thought we played tremendously on defense and, uh, and on offense and, and made some plays against them. Maybe they weren't expecting us to make, uh, but that's a credit to our players for, for doing their job. And so... Uh, I thought, you know, again, for, for four quarters, um, you know, we, we played tough, we played hard, we, 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 we competed. Um, we, we did make some plays, we missed some opportunities, 
but we made a lot of plays too. And uh, and that's what the the goal all week was. You know, can we go up against another six A playoff team, uh, a quality football team like Athens, um, and can we compete at a high level and go toe to toe with them? And, and I think we proved that we can. Um, now the challenge is is continue to do that, obviously. And uh, and now we got to find a way to finish the deal and and, and uh, finish the game. But yeah, the. As far as their effort and as far as their commitment to, to, to um, competing every snap, I couldn't have been any more proud of them. And that's what I told them after the game. I just I hate for them that it came down to, to that and wish there would have been a different way for us to get a different result. But sometimes things like that happen. Yeah, and closing out, last week, closing out the, the first half, and then obviously the last couple of drives on, on the defense, you know, it, we're getting to this time of year where not finishing halves or not finishing the game has pretty significant consequences. How have you kind of used those moments to, and what have you talked to the team about, you know, the importance of that this week? Yeah, and of course, you know, we, we practiced two-minute drill all the way back in the summer. We start practicing that in the summer. It's something you can practice a lot in the summer uh, because you don't have pads on. And so we practice it a lot throughout the summer, and we practice it once a week in the season. And, you know, I think what it taught me is that we've got to continue to practice that even more and, and throw more situations at our players. And, uh, you know, I think I've always probably fallen into a little bit of a trap, but we, we kind of go with a standard situation, you know, one minute, one time out, or, or one minute, ten, one time out. And, and that was a little different situation on both of them. It was, it was more like 40 seconds, uh, no timeouts. So it's a little different mentality. And so, you know, I've got to do a better job in the future of creating different scenarios for our players and uh, so they can see how it all plays out because there is a big difference in a, in a drive where they've got 30 seconds uh, and a drive where they've got a minute and a half. So. Um, you know, it, it's helped us kind of go back and, and reevaluate that part of how we practice. We've done a little bit more this week. And, um, um, and then also, you know, continue. we've always kind of practiced two-point plays. Um, we've obviously put a bigger emphasis on this week as we move forward into the playoffs here next week because, as we saw, we're, even with all that was said and done, uh, we're one two-point play away from winning the game. And, uh, you know, but the flip side of that is we executed a two-point play. We had one earlier in the, in the game, and uh, it was a big play in the game. And, and we executed it to perfection and, and, and got the two points when we needed. So um, it's just a lot of – this time of year you get in a lot of situational football. And I've t I tell the story all the time. I had a player at Chelsea one time. We were practicing some of this stuff, and he mumbled under his breath, I don't know why we're doing this. This will never happen in the game. And, and some of that stuff you think never will happen, but obviously Friday night showed that there is such a thing as, as hey, they're on the 20 with four seconds left. What are we going to do? And, and uh, so you, you live, you learn, and you just hate that. You hate that our players didn't get the result that they probably deserve, but uh, uh, hopefully it is a learning experience for all of us as we move forward in this in this season. Yeah, absolutely. And as we talked about, we had several guys that stepped up and had big performances the other night. We've got two of our players of the week uh, with us today. Can you introduce those guys? Can I talk about uh, how they played Friday night? Yeah, um, on the far right is, is Dax Farndor. He's had a great season already, but he was 26 of 37, had over 200-something yards passing uh, and a touchdown to Brandon Oliver. Also caught a pass from the guy sitting next to him, Blake Griggs, for, for it was a big play in the game, a 36-yard pass. And, um, you know, did a good job all night of, of, of being very inefficient. We, we, we struggled a little bit maybe with our completion percentage the last couple of weeks, uh, but we got back on track, or Dax got back on track this week. And, uh, you know, 26-37 is a really good night. And, and you know, did a good job in, the, in, the, in our two-minute drill. You know, we obviously had a two-minute drill there at the end of the game. Uh, that we thought won the game, but um, you know, he did a good job of, of executing that and, and made a nice pass to Nolan Fowler down there to set us up for the, for the go-ahead score. But uh, uh, he had a tremendous game. And then Blake, you know, it was a weird night special teams-wise. There wasn't a lot of, of real special teams plays because, you know, we, we were without our punter, so we were doing some different things in the, in the punting game. And they were squib kicking a lot, and uh, we were sky kicking. And 
Uh, Connor used it, it didn't make two big field goals, which was which was key in the game. But uh, Blake had two big returns, had, and the, the last one was set up the, the go-ahead score as he got the ball to squib kick and and uh, returned out to the 50. And then, you know, wasn't really special teams, but again, the, the play where we, you know, trick play we've been working for several weeks now, where Dax throws it over him and he throws it back to Dax. Uh, that's a little bit of a special teams play to me because it takes a lot of a lot of uh, trust in those two guys and. And, which I have, and, and Blake made a nice play and threw it back to Dax and got us a, a big play down in the red zone to set up a field goal. So both these guys had big games, and, uh, you know, we've been proud of them all year, and they continue to do good things for us as the year goes on. Yeah, and Dax, as Coach mentioned, pretty solid performance the other night. Uh, we said in the previous week's offense, uh, we didn't feel like it was rolling as much as it was to start the year. I think, you know, the expectations were through the roof the way you guys started. But how important was it? to you to, to come out and say, all right, we're going, we're going to get this thing back on track as we head into the most important part of the season. Yeah, well, like you said, the postseason, that's obviously every game's important, but that's, that is the most part of the season. So the goal is just to be able to play your best, you know, during that game. And so leading up gives you a lot of confidence and you want to be playing your best going into that. So everything's clicking and, and you have a lot of confidence in your guys. So. Yeah. That's what we wanted to do. Right. And you and the, I guess the core four of the receivers that have been around all year have been on the same page. Y'all have worked really hard. And, and Skyler's back and he's healthy now. You know, I know you guys put a lot of time together in the summer. You know, how potentially fun can it be right here at the end that we've got all five guys healthy and kind of the unit that you thought we were going to have uh, throughout the whole year? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, when Skyler got hurt, um, you know, that, that we thought might hurt us a little bit, but the, the four guys, they stepped up in a tremendous way, and we've been rolling all season, and they've done a great job. And I, got, I think I got the best receivers in the state and the country. I mean, I'll, I'll put that group against anybody. That's who I want to throw to. And so now with adding Skyler back, I mean, that, that just gives the other team another person to worry about. So even though he was out the uh, mostly all the season, now that he's back, we that opens up a lot more opportunities for us in, in the past game and what we're able to do, especially with he's played a little running back for us too. So it just gives us more opportunities and we're excited to see, you know, what we can do with that going forward. Yeah, as we've already talked about, a very tough loss Friday night, which, you know, you guys played really well. Um, how have you been able to switch gears this week, knowing that we're, we're facing a very tough Cherokee County team to kind of put that behind us and let's just go forward and, and move on from that? Well, we, we've had a, a lot of experience, or not a lot, but a little bit of experience this year of having a tough loss and having to bounce back from it. And uh, we, we've had several very, very tough losses in the, in the weeks after we bounced back great, and we were able to win in those games. And, and it's just, as a competitor, that's what you want to play for this week, going against a good team after a loss on the road. That's 9-0. That's, that's what you want to play, and that's what you want to be in those situations and be able to um, go compete with those guys and get us get, us, get ourselves back on track and a win right here in week 10 for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And Blake, as, as Coach already mentioned, you do a little bit of everything, you know, from the special teams aspect uh, to playing receiver just about every snap or every snap and then even through a pass the other night. So over the course of the game, you never know when the big play is going to happen. And so with you involved in so much of the game, how do you stay locked in and focused through the whole game so when your number is called, you're ready to go? Yeah, I usually just try to um, stay locked into what's going on during the, on the field, even when we're on the offense or uh, special team that's not happening. Um, I try to fill my mind with positive thoughts, too, to keep my mind and my, um, my body like ready to go. Because the moment that negativity fills my mind and people's minds, I feel like we shut down and tend to not get our job done. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we spend a lot of times on special teams during the week of practice. We, we cover a lot of different situations. And as you are a kick returner, you obviously don't know where the ball is going to go. As 
um, before the kick. And so as that kicker is approaching the football, kind of what is your mindset you, as you're getting ready to think it's potentially coming to you? Well, before the kick even happens, I, I think in my head it's coming to me no matter what. Like I got to be expecting it no matter what's happening, onside kick, no matter no matter the situation, I got to expect it's coming to me. But um, as soon as I catch it, I make sure I secure it first and get what I can get and get our offense in the best position to score. Yeah, absolutely. And you did that for sure on the last you know last drive. So. You know, that, that ball's kicked. You know it's coming to you. Take, kind of take us through that. What did you see as you caught the ball? And then how excited were you when you looked up and realized that you had given the offense great field position to go down and potentially, you know, seal the game? Yeah, me and Coach Phillips, um, before the kickoff, we were talking. He said, make sure you slow play a little bit and give, give the blockers time to block, which they did a great job of. I caught the ball, like I said, secured it, and kind of slow played it a little bit, and they blocked, and it was a big hole, and I hit it full speed and got us in a pretty good position to score. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, congratulations on your performance um, from last Friday, and, and good luck tomorrow night. All right, Coach, we've, we move on the final <coughs> regular season game um, against a very good Cherokee County team. It's on the road. Um, you know, they, I guess there's good and bad to it. As we get ready to enter the playoffs, you're playing a, a very challenging team, which is going to keep you locked in, but it's also going to be a very physical game, too, as you enter into the playoffs. So kind of, I guess it's a little good and bad both to it. Yeah. You know, I think obviously there's there's two schools to follow. I've mentioned this before. Some people like having a bye week this week and, and kind of getting everybody healed up for the playoffs, and and I'm sure there's a lot of value to that. I've never done that myself, but um, uh, you know, I think competing is what kids that are 15, 16, 17 uh, want to do. Uh, I think they're better when they're competing, um, and so I think it's good at this point in the year to have a have a quality game. Now, obviously, um, you're worried that. What if somebody gets hurt? But, you know, the, the reality is you worry about that every week, and, and you'll worry about that in the first round of the playoffs. And um, so that, that's just part of the game. And I think what I am trying to, you know, tell our kids last week and this week is, you know, what better way to get ready for a, a great first-round game than play two great teams in a row? And, um, you know, we, we obviously didn't, didn't go our way last Friday, and, and nobody knows what the result will be uh, tomorrow night. But, but we do know that we'll come out of these two weeks having played – two very, very good football teams uh, that are playing with a lot of confidence. Both of them are. Athens was, and Cherokee County's playing with a ton of confidence. Um, so, you know, I think that's that's how you get better. I think, you know, iron sharpens iron, as they say, and, you know, let's go play, you know, one of the best teams, if not the best team in 4A and uh, on the road, and let's see where we are, and let's see how we can improve, and, and uh, again, hopefully continue to, to, to progress as we try to get ready for this first-round playoff game. Yeah, they've got a running back that everybody in our area <coughs> is very familiar with. I don't know a, a running back of his caliber that you're going to stop him, but what are going to be the keys to kind of slow him down tomorrow night? Yeah, I, I told somebody uh, earlier in the week, I, if he doesn't win the, you know, the Mr. Football Award for, for 4A, I, somebody's not looking at that objectively because uh, he is the epitome of that award. I mean, he, he, he's a great running back. He plays well on defense. Uh, he just kind of the heart and soul of their team. Uh, they go as he goes, meaning when he makes those great runs and he makes those physical runs, it inspires the rest of their team, and, and they kind of feed off his energy. So, um, you know, you're not going to probably stop a guy like that. Um, you know, I guess what everybody used to say probably about Barry Sanders back in the day, you're not ever going to stop him. You know, what you hope to do is is get enough people around him to limit some of his big runs uh, and make him work for everything and make him, you know, break multiple tackles uh, on each play. And I think that's going to be the key for us is if we just have one guy around him on each play, uh, it could be a very long night for us. We've got to get 
you know, not just one, but two, three, four guys around him and, and, and try to, you know, if the first guy doesn't get him down, hopefully he slows him up where the second guy can, can come in. And the second guy may not get him either. Maybe the third guy cleans him up. But uh, it's going to take all 11 guys on defense, um, you know, being aware of him and, and, uh, and understanding that he is uh, the best running back we've seen all year as far as being able to run physically, uh, got an unbelievable stiff arm, um, just so strong that you just – you go up and just try to tackle him high and, and hope for the best, he's going he's gonna to embarrass you. So we, we've got to do a great job of, uh, of getting to him and getting around him and, and wrapping him up and, and uh, holding on for more help. Yeah, and now he is, obviously, <coughs> as I said, the most well-known player on their team, but not the only one. I mean, that team's 9-0, loaded with, with good talent. Who are mm -hmm. some other guys that grabbed your attention as you've watched film this week? Yeah, they, they've got several good players, and, uh, you know, the quarterback does a nice job, and, you uh, uh, blocking back, that also plays linebacker for him. Alex Lloyd does a good job, and you know, big physical. Most of their offensive lines actually back from last year, uh, and then you know, uh, uh, got a guy uh, named uh, I think it's Trey Diamond, number 21, plays defensive end and some running back. Really, really good football player as well. So uh, a lot of good players on that team, and I think the biggest thing is they're just playing with a lot of confidence. They've, they've won nine straight, obviously. Uh, after we beat them last year, they won four to get to the finals. So they've essentially won. You know, 13 of their last 14 ball games, and uh, uh, they're on a big run. And uh, you know, they expect to, to to play for the state championship and win it. And, and be honest with you, I think they probably will have a great chance. They probably will. So um, it, it's a tremendous opportunity for our players to go over there uh, and play a, a great team on the road that's undefeated, and and see where we stack up, and see how we can play against them, and see how we match up. And uh, uh, like I said earlier, try to try to improve our team as we try to do all year, week by week. Yeah, and traditionally, uh, playing at, in center um, is really difficult. Uh, yep. Obviously, tomorrow night's going to be a huge uh, home crowd advantage. I would imagine that everybody in that area is going to be there. They want to see them close out, um, you know, go 10-0 and against the Fort Payne Wildcats. How important is it that we – I mean, it's a short drive. <coughs> we need everybody in Fort Payne to come help us out. Yeah, I know it's going to be a little cooler tomorrow night. I know last week was a disappointing loss, and I hope our fans haven't, haven't kind of given up on us. I think if they'll come over there tomorrow night, they'll see a great game. I, like you said, I think everybody in – and uh, the center area will be there. Anytime you got a 9-0 team uh, with a chance to go 10-0, you're going to have a huge crowd. It's senior night for them. And, uh, you know, like I said, they've, they've won a lot of games here in the last two years. So uh, it'll be standing room only on their side. And uh, I hope we have a big crowd and pack their side too. And I really think it's going to be a, a great football game. And, and I think, you know, it's a game that our kids have got a chance to, to go over there and, and uh, compete and play at a high level. And that's what, that's what you kind of live for as a player is to, to get those moments. And uh, hopefully they'll make the most of it. And, uh, it'll be, like I told them today, uh, it, it's, it's going to be as challenging a game as they maybe have ever played because that physical is going to be, and we're going to have to rise to the occasion. But, but I, after watching us last week, I think we will. I think our guys are, are, are motivated. I think they're ready to go, and I, I think we'll go over there and play the best we can play. Coach, as always, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend with us here on Jefferson Sports Talk. Guys, we'll be right back with Ian Pask and some of the Fort Payne band members. Welcome to Builder Supply Company, your trusted partner for all your construction and home improvement needs. At Builder Supply, we're more than just a store. We're your neighbors, friends, and fellow community members. From high-quality lumber to the latest power tools, we have everything you need to bring your visions to life. Our experts are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect solutions for your project. Builder Supply Company, your building partner, your community, your success. Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. 
At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. Yeah, First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Wildcats! Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. We're now joined with head volleyball coach Justin Kaiser. Coach, last time we talked to you a couple weeks ago, we were fixing to head to regionals to Huntsville. Um, kind of take us through that. We, we played well over there, didn't we? Uh, we did. We went 3-1. Uh, uh, I had only dropped one set uh, before we got to Mount Brook, and uh, Mount Brook had done the championship this week, but I thought we played on them as tough as we probably could have, and they were just really good. And I, I was really proud of our girls, the way we competed and played well, and you know, we had that goal to get to state, and that was what we got to, so. Yeah, because we talked about last year, you went to regionals, you played Mount Brook first game at regionals, and it was kind of maybe the first time on the big stage for some of the girls, and I think it kind of showed, but that's not the way it was this time. I mean, they, they went and attacked it and, mm -hmm. and played really well that first day. Right, so we went through Athens and Homewood, which are, you know, two really good volleyball, club, you know, teams, and then got Shades Valley, and I thought we played probably our best in the postseason against them, and then, uh, you know, we get Mountain Brook, and by that point, it was, you know, we were already going to state, so we were just happy to be there. Absolutely. So we show up at state the other day, and then huge crowd, huge support from Fort Payne. That had to mean a lot to you that people traveled to come support your program. Uh, that was one of the things my wife and I talked about. Uh, you know, I think our first game at Fort Payne, there was five people in the stands, and it was like me and her and like my mom and dad. So, <laughs> yeah. but it was awesome. It was uh, really humbling, and I was excited that our girls got that support. Yeah, and we played a really good Spanish Fort team who's from down south. I think, you know, I might be wrong about this, but when I looked at the record, it was something like 60 and 10. So played a lot of games, have won a lot of games. And so our girls just went out there and attacked. I know the first set, we kind of started slow. It didn't go maybe like you wanted, but the second and third set, we were right there just back and forth and, you know, didn't close out that third set. But overall, what an what outstanding year. Right, and you know, they're number two in this state, and they're there every year, and uh, we're not. So I thought nerves got us the first set, but I thought we settled in. And, you know, I thought one or two points there in the second or third, we could have been up 2-1. And, you know, it just didn't work out for us. But I didn't go home disappointed. I went home proud of our girls and thought we left everything on the court, and the effort was just outstanding. And I thought we played really good defense, and that's what you asked for. So I was really happy, I guess, not fully happy because we didn't win, but I was happy that, you know, our girls – there before I thought as good as they could have. So. Yeah, and something you've got to be really excited about is you have four seniors, and you've had them this, you know, this whole time, and so for them to kind of leave this legacy, to get this program headed in the right direction, that says a lot about those girls, and it's got to mean a lot to you and Ashley. Right, it's, you know, they were freshmen when we came here, and they bought in, and they just kept on building and building, and, you know, we were able to add some some younger players to them after, you know, we lost some, you know, seniors last year, but, you know, Carly and Lady. You know, and then we have Cooper as a junior and Bailey Templeton, and I thought, you know, as our underclassmen, I thought they played really well as well. And so it was just one of those things where it was team effort, and 
you know, hopefully we can look forward to next year and, you know, the girls will be excited to, to work harder and get back. Absolutely. Well, Coach, congratulations. The best season Fort Payne Volleyball has had in over 20 years. A lot to be said about that. And so, you know, great things are in store and, and head. And I know you do things the right way and, and proud to say your program headed in the right direction. Thanks for having us. Guys, we're going to take us. Uh, we're going to go to On the Gridiron right now with Fort Payne Van, uh, Ian Pass. So join, enjoy this segment of On the Gridiron. Welcome to On the Gridiron! Hi, this is Maddie Hughes with FPTV, and I'm here with drum major of Fort Payne Marching Band, Sam Keith. So what's the audition process for being a drum major? Uh, well, the audition process starts around May, and you'll have three clinics where you get used to conducting, and they teach you kind of the basics. Um, and then on that last day, you get an audition process, which basically you go in there, conduct what you've learned the past two days, and they'll judge you based off of your conducting skill as well as your leadership. And what all are the responsibilities that go into being a drum major? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the responsibilities are just focused on around what the band needs. So it can be setting up for rehearsal, making sure we have speakers for it, really anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, it can go more into the leadership side of making sure the band's doing what it needs to be doing, directing it, stuff such as that. Okay. Um, what else did you do before you became drum major? Uh, so I actually play a few different instruments, but my main instrument's tuba, and I love it. It's it's fantastic. Love it. Okay, one last question. Mm -hmm. um, what is your favorite part about, like, just the band in general? Uh, my favorite part about the band would have to be the people. Uh, I love getting to know everybody here and forming those relationships. It's it's been a very great experience, and it's my senior year, and I'm very excited that I've had to have this experience with this band program. Okay, thank you, and this has been The Drum Major with FPTV. Hi, it's Reggie here with Color Guard Captains, Kinsley and Emily. So, can y'all tell me um, what got y'all started in Color Guard? My sister did Color Guard, and I just thought it looked cool, so I just joined too. I joined because she joined. <laughs> um, and what sets visual ensemble apart from like the rest of the band? I think what sets us apart is we have such a stronger bond than the rest of the band because we all have to do the same thing, we all have to stretch together, we just spend more time than any other part of the band does. So um, going, I know you are finishing up competition season with the band, um, how does getting ready for Friday night football games and doing competitions on Saturdays, how does that kind of differentiate? with getting ready for that? For both of them, we have to make sure that everyone knows their work and that it's all clean and we're doing the same thing at the same time. But for football games, we have to make sure that everyone has the right pom-poms and that they know all of like what to do for each stand tune. And then we have to bring everything down to the stands and make sure the right uniform and shoes are on and then the right hair and makeup. Because for Friday nights and then for competitions, we have different shoes and uniforms and hair and makeup. And um, so how does um, like the things you do other than like getting ready, like um, how is the environment different and like the things you do once you um, are out on the field? How does that 
um, kind of differ. We just have to make sure everybody's calm and stays like so they don't get too nervous whenever they're out there because for a Friday night game you know I tell everybody you know you'll never see these people again you're not getting judged right now you know just go out and have fun and then for competition you know we have to be a little more serious we have to kind of be like have fun but don't mess up <laughs> don't don't do something yeah. you don't would you would never do you know and we have to make sure at practice that everyone like performs because some people will go out to a competition and they'll try to overperform and then it just we just have to make sure that everyone stays really focused at practices so that they can have a good run at football games and competitions. All right, so last question before we go. Um, what has been y'all's favorite part about Color Guard? Um, my favorite part is probably the people because everyone just gets along. And so it's just like a big group of all of your friends that you just get to hang out with all the time. Mine's probably getting out on the field and everyone is looking at you and they're amazed at what you can do because you realize how much time and how much effort you've put in after all these years and then you finally get to go out there one last time and you can just have fun and show everybody what you can do and show everybody the true you. Alright, well thank y'all for joining me. Once again, I'm Megan Mason with FBTV. Hi, it's Maddie again with FPTV, and today I'm here with Tori Waters and Caleb Jacobs. And so what are your positions in the band? Um, I'm battery section leader. I'm the front ensemble section leader. And can you tell me, like, can you describe what those are to everyone? Um, so basically, I make everybody play drums. Uh, I'm in charge of all the keyboards at the front of the football field at marching band. I'm in charge of teaching them music and keeping them in control. So can you tell me what the process is of becoming the section leaders for your prospective sections? Um, I went through a very long interview with uh, Mr. Pass and we had to fill out a form. And it was really fun, kind of nerve-wracking, but I enjoy it. You have to prove that you're musically able to lead a section and also competent enough to lead people. Okay. Um, can you tell me... Uh, what are your responsibilities like as a section leader? Um, I have to make sure that the whole drumline is doing what they're supposed to be doing. I have to make sure they're on their right dot. I have to make sure they're here on time. And I just have to keep them in line because they can be a little, and you know. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of similar responsibilities. I have to teach all the music in the section. I have to make sure they are where they need to be at the right times. Um, make sure they're doing everything to the best of their abilities. Okay, one last question before we go. Can you tell me what your favorite part just about the band in general is? I love that we're a family. I've, I've always felt like a family here, so it's fun. Yeah, I love that it's a whole community that no one really realizes. You get a lot of connections that you wouldn't have otherwise, especially with music itself and the people. All right, thank you, and this is Maddie with FPTV. Ow! Thanks for watching On The Gridiron. We're back now. We're joined with Ian Pax, band director of Fort Payne High School. Welcome. How are you this evening? Doing well. How are you? Doing well. So 
Undertaking the band, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with that. It's not just the music, it's the choreography, it's a lot. Who are your other band leaders that kind of assist you in this in this madness of the band? Uh, I've got the middle school band director, uh, Miss Elena Garrett. She helps, she's assistant at the high school. And then we've got a couple other people that help us um, kind of come in and help us um, for some practices. And that's Morgan Hunt and uh, Will Wright. They both help us with percussion and uh, our visual ensemble flags and stuff like that. That's yeah, about it. Just a lot, us. lot yeah. of moving parts, a lot of a lot of irons in the fire for you guys. Wear a lot of hats. There's no doubt. I know every year your 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 band has like a theme to the show. What, what's the theme this year? This year it's based on Danzon Number no. Two, which is a Crestville piece. Uh, but we've also thrown in some Havana mm -hmm. and um, some a few other Latin pieces. It's kind of based around Latin dance. Right. Um, with some pop in there as well. So. Yeah, it's exciting. The kids seem to enjoy it. So. Yeah, we you know we've seen you perform for the county uh, that that contest you had at our place and you know, did a great job and recognized a few of those songs. <laughs> uh, how many members do you have this year? Uh, around 120, and that's grades nine through 12. We, this is the first year we've got March eighth graders, so. Uh, so Pretty excited about that. It's been good for us this year. So. Right, that's a lot. And I know competitions are a big thing for you guys, and I know you stay busy doing that. So, what what are some are some of the competitions you guys go to each year? Uh, well, every year we go to Gazin um, for the Mid South contest. We did that this year. Um, we also went to Scottsboro this year. We ran champions there, so that was that was there a good go. one. Uh, and then we went to the Alabama Marching Championships this year. We got third place in six eight, uh, which is also really exciting for us. Mm -hmm. Those are the three we went to this year. Yeah been very successful congratulations on that i think when a, when a lot of people the, the most time they see the band is at a football game and so they think well the band just performs for football but i know you guys do way more than that so kind of what is uh what's the band do when football is over and contest season's over well when we finish that we, we tend to go we have some some parades that are left for christmas parades and things like that but after marching's over we move to concert season and um, we'll take the band and basically split it in half so we have two different concert bands we'll do uh, christmas concerts and then in the spring we do our, our state assessment uh, where we get judged um, and then spring concert and then we get ready for another year of marching band so it's just never stops just keep rolling it is an ever in cycle and you stay very busy and i know we everybody that shows up at the football game appreciates what yeah. you guys do because you do so much for the atmosphere and kind of set the tone there and, and everybody <laughs> enjoys what you guys do so we appreciate that and i see you've got some three of your members here mm -hmm. um lance you want to tell us about yourself how many years have you been in the band lance yes, sir i've been in the band for five years now are you a drum major? Yep, I am a drum major this year, one wow. of two. Awesome, that's cool. And what is your favorite thing about being in the band? Ooh, I, I love performing. I love putting on a show and telling a story to an audience. And I do that with a lot of things I do in high school. So it's really fun. Right, right. And you do a very good job of that. I know you've got a, a good assistant with you. So who is, you want to pass the mic? You want to introduce yourself to us? My name's Samantha Keith. I'm a drum major at Fort Payne High School, and I've been in the band for five years as well. All right, so you've been you've been staying busy with the band for five years as well. Yes, so sir. what is your favorite thing about the band? Um, my favorite thing about the band is definitely the people. I love making relationships and getting to know these people throughout the years. Right, you, you do spend a lot of time together, so you know it's, it's a good thing that you like the people that you're around every day. And yes, we've got one more. Do you want to grab the mic, introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Hunter Blancet. Uh, uh, I'm the band captain at Fort Payne High School Marching Band. I've been in the band five years now. All right, and what, what's your favorite thing about Fort Payne High School Band? Uh, my favorite thing is probably just getting to perform and just play my instrument every day and just get to enjoy it as much as I can. And what instrument do you play? Uh, I play trombone. Oh, you trombone. And so you guys are drum majors. Y'all play instruments? I mean, doing the show, no, but by trade, what, what instrument do you play, Samantha? I play tuba normally. All right, and Lance? I play saxophone. 
All right, so you guys are super talented in, in, uh, in the music world I'm not very familiar with. As far as, I wish I was as talented as you guys were, because I see you do a lot of stuff that, um, you know, is pretty cool that I have no uh, business to even trying to do. So, you know, you, we appreciate what you guys do for sure. And thank you for joining us tonight. And guys, that'll, be, that'll wrap it up for Jefferson Sports Talk for this week. Join us next week for a playoff edition.